Welcome to another episode of the Possibly Diversity Podcast, the podcast for dog people. If it's your first time listening, I'm John. I'm a former animal cruelty officer and animal shelter supervisor. And I'm Jamie. I am a professional dog trainer and a canine behavioral consultant. On this episode, we wrap up our two-week break, find out why I've been craving Fritos, and does click it or ticket apply to your dog? All that and more coming up next. So we are both sick. Very sick. I'm infected with something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's a very sickly household. But I feel awful. <laughs> it's really not good when the both of us are sick. Because usually I take care of him and he takes care of me. But now we're just fumbling around this house. And it doesn't help that the day after Christmas I threw out my back. So I've still been nursing back pain. So, like, I can't lift anything heavy. Well, you need to go into more detail because you didn't just throw out your back. Like, you legitimately were on the floor for three days straight because you couldn't get up. It was bad. It was really bad. The night that I actually hurt my back, it took us about 10 minutes to get me off of the couch. Well, I was at at a training and I get a text of, call me when you're out of your training. And I was like, that's not a good sign. So, all I hear from the phone is, I threw out my back. (laughs) And I come home and he's incapacitated on the couch and it literally took me 10 minutes to get him off and onto the floor. And then that's where he stayed for the next three days. There is no pain like that. Like when you get the lower back spasms and it almost brings you to your knees. Well, let me let me come back to you in two months after I have this kid. Yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see where we're at then. Yes. I still think I win. <laughs> All the women that are listening right now want to hit you so hard. Hey. <laughs> I'm in pain. I'm still in pain. <laughs> Men are the biggest babies in the entire world. How many times did I sneeze yesterday? I had to break 100 sneezes. You're, it's only 10 o'clock and you're already on six sneezes. And every sneeze hurts my back. <laughs> I just, there's nothing I could do anymore. Big I just baby. need to lay down and suffer. <laughs> so, did you have a good holiday? I did. I feel like our holidays this year were a little bit more relaxing. Obviously, everything that's going on with Opal, my parents were kind enough to let us bring her with us on Christmas Eve. Uh, Their dog, Gatsby, isn't super great with other dogs. We're working on it. And um, Opal being blind doesn't help because she stares. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't know that she's staring. And and that freaks him out. (laughs) It really freaks him out. So um, we were trying with them. We were kind of just, you know, putting him in uh, my dad's office with a marabone and letting her out for a little bit and, and swapping them back and forth. So that was nice to not have to run home immediately and then Christmas Day we went to John's parents house and that was great too um, because we live only five minutes from them so we were able to you know come check on the dogs a bunch and not really worry too much it was a pretty good holiday it was and Carter our nephew is at the age of opening up presents and like getting excited about it so it's cute it made it a lot more fun although he did want to open up everybody else's presents yeah, but he did listen he did <laughs> he understood that wasn't his I wasn't happy about it but yes <laughs> so let's get right into the fun or weird well, hold on oh, okay. your birthday yeah <laughs> he hates his birthday i hate my birthday. i don't like to celebrate my birthday. december 29th so he's right smack dab in the middle of christmas and new year's and uh he had his back thrown out, so I think that that was definitely not the best. Uh, everybody came over for cake, and you are how old? 26. <laughs> Stop it. I'm older than you. I had to think about it. I always have to think about it. I still feel like I'm 17. Yes, I feel the same. I still can't believe that I'll be 28 in April. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and we're going to be mom and dad. I know. I think we already are, though. I know. We are. Yeah. 
All right, can I give the people the weird fact of the week? Yes, you can. It might be fun. I don't know. I think it's fun. All right, we'll see. You may have noticed your dog's paws smell like corn chips. That's right. You're not just going crazy. Microorganisms picked up from the ground mixed with the sweat that naturally releases from their pads. The byproduct is that familiar nutty corn chip aroma, affectionately known as... Frito feet. Frito feet. <laughs> you've probably smelt it. And not realized if you've it. never heard of the term before, you're probably like, aha. Yep. Yeah. And that's actually the second fact in there that dogs, they perspire through their pads and that's yep. it. Aside from their pads, if when they pant through their, you know, their mouth and their throat, they can expel heat. But otherwise, all they could sweat out of is their pads. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. All right. So was it fun or weird? I think it was both. I'll take it. <laughs> so you may be wondering about this click it or ticket business. Yes. So we have listeners all over the nation. Many of you know that we are based out of New Jersey. So mm -hmm. I'm referring to New Jersey laws here. There's a lot of other states that have laws similar to ours. But in New Jersey, under Title 4-22-18, which is Title 4 is going to be all of our animal cruelty statutes, which we've talked about before. 22.18 says, A person who shall carry or cause to be carried a living animal or creature in or upon a vehicle or otherwise in a cruel or inhumane manner shall be guilty of a disorderly person's offense. So case law tells us an unrestrained animal in the passenger compartment qualifies as inhumane manner. So basically, if you have your dog just free roaming in your car, it's considered inhumane. Yes. You could be charged and then you could also be charged under, you know, typical driving violations that uh, any cop writes, mm -hmm. which, you know, you could even get a careless driving if you're just letting your dog jump up on your lap and yep. jerk the wheel. I mean, we see it all the time. Right. There'll be a, a grown man driving and a little chihuahua on its lap, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is my favorite. So it, it would be considered an inhumane manner because it's pretty easy to picture what the consequences would be. God forbid there was ever an accident. You don't think about it at the time because you're seatbelted and you're safe. So you're like, oh, they're, they're dogs. They'll be fine. So we have three seatbelt clips that we purchased a while ago. They were like $10 on Amazon. Yeah. And I was doing a lot of thinking. And do you remember Brutus from the shelter? Yeah. Who was out on a walk with one of our volunteers mm -hmm. and... The clip on the end literally snapped in half. Yes, I do. Like clean break in half. That's so terrifying. We had the picture of it. Mm -hmm. So he still had the clip on his collar, mm -hmm. but the rest of the leash was just somewhere else. Yeah. So then th it made me think that the seatbelts we have now, that's how they connect. And yeah. then it's also just a strip of webbing. I have no idea what they're tested for. They're $10 each on Amazon. And I don't want to find out if they would break just like Brutus's Clipley did. Yeah. There's a gentleman that lives close to us. His name is Vincent, and he started Brute Force Dog. So you can find them on Instagram, at Brute Forced Dog. That's F-O-R-C-E-D-D-O-G. And he makes these beautiful seatbelts. Gorgeous. They're made of paracord. If, if you're not familiar with paracord, it's like it's a bunch of woven fibers that create this like thin cord, and then it's woven into a thicker cord. So that they could withstand a ridiculous amount of weight. And then he uses, instead of using a traditional dog clip to connect to the harness, he actually uses a carabiner for climbing, mm -hmm. which is smart because it could withstand a lot of weight. Yes. So these are significantly more durable. They're really nice. They're so pretty. If you want to tell them what it looks like. So John got it for me for Christmas and um, he actually got them in Possum University colors. So there are our teal and blue color and I absolutely love them. 
love them and they work perfectly for the dogs in the back opal is still getting used to hers because yeah. she likes, she's a spinner she likes to spin in the car she's still getting really used to it we finally eliminated whining so now she is just turning around and tripping up her feet so we've had to untangle her a few times but i'm sure as she gets older and gets used to it more she'll be good oakley is very good with it and it, it really does help yeah it keeps them contained in the back we have an um we have a full cab f-150 and so basically we put up the seats in the back row and they have a full cab to just have all that space, um, which is great for them, but also sometimes not so great mm-hmm. if they aren't restrained because then they're all over the place. But these seatbelts are so beautiful. When John gave them to me, I was like, oh my God, these are so pretty. Yeah, the colors pop. Mm-hmm. They're so well they're, and just oh, the, so it, well made. Like weaving of the paracord is beautiful. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to get pictures of them we're still going to or maybe even do a video of them and post them up on yeah Instagram i want to do a video YouTube, but it's just it's always dark now mm-hmm. you know four o'clock comes around it's already too dark to take pictures of the dogs inside the car and yeah that's usually when we're loading them up so we will get around to that it'll be posted to the instagram but you could find brute forced on instagram at brute forced b-r-u-t-e forced f-o-r-c-e-d dog d-o-g so at brute force dog um he doesn't currently have a website but you could order through just sliding into dms <laughs> sliding dms and he will uh ask you what kind of colors you want you know what, what what specifically you need and his turnaround time is crazy oh yeah to hand make those yeah. turnaround time was he sent me like a confirmation that he ordered the right the color power cord i wanted and less than a week he was like all right where do you want to meet up it was Amazing. that quick so we are really, really happy with the quality of and that And what a product. nice guy. Yeah. Just a really nice guy. Yep. And do you remember the background, the backstory? Yeah, it's really sad. Which ironically, one of our training clients is It's actually with really him. good friends with them. Yeah. yeah. And he's telling us the story as yeah. well. Yeah. So basically, from what I've heard, I haven't spoken to him directly, but this whole thing kind of started because unfortunately, he was driving around with his dog unrestrained and he wound up jumping out the open window and landed on his butt but really injured his spine so i think he was i think he was paralyzed right john yeah he had significant injuries and he didn't want to see that happen to anybody else's dog so he started this company he's he still has a full-time job he just you know creates these seatbelts. they're super affordable and he just gets them in the hands of people that have dogs that like to drive around so if you're asking if click it or ticket applies to your dog in new jersey the answer is yes but it should apply everywhere and we highly recommend this isn't he's not paying us for this or mm-hmm. anything nothing like that this is just we're really thrilled with the quality of the product and this is important you can't go to PetSmart Petco any of these places and find a seatbelt yeah and not especially not one like this no 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 this is like beyond seatbelt this is better than my seatbelt yeah <laughs> so we highly recommend you go over to Instagram at brute forced dog and definitely check out um, you know the products that he makes and it we highly recommend getting at least one, especially if you have your dog in the car with you. It's it's a very, very small investment that could save your dog's life, a passenger in your vehicle's life, because your dog becomes a projectile in the car. Mm-hmm. You know, it could save your life. It's just scary. Yeah. So don't chance it. Yeah. It's important to note, you only ever, if you have your own seatbelts, you only ever clip to a harness. If yes. you clip directly to a collar, you're just going to snap your dog's neck. Yes. You always need to connect to a harness. Mm-hmm. This way the force is distributed through their chest. It's not jerking their neck in any direction. Always just right to a harness. 
That's um, really important to note. Going off of that, I do have a lot of clients that, you know, say to me, you know, my dog is super rambunctious in the car, whether they're excited or anxious, both kind of apply. My suggestion is always, you know, if they're like bouncing around back there, get two harnesses, I mean, get two seatbelts and clip them separately left and right and then your dog can be in the middle you were talking about doing that for who was that pepper pepper yeah pepper. we talked about that a few episodes ago yes she would go to the dog park and she'd be trying to get up in dad's seat and and even on one seatbelt, it was still a struggle so i said get two and um i guess what's the word caddy quarter them Separate them like yeah, just different. One going to the left, one going to the right. So, so then she can't move left or right. She's, she's meeting stuck. in the middle. Yeah. She has to stay in the middle. She has no choice. She can't go all the way left because the right side of her seatbelt is clipped in, and she can't go to the right because vice versa. Mm-hmm. So if that's something that you're struggling with and your dog's still all over the place, definitely get two and kind of um, caddy corner them in the middle of your car. So you're telling me about Mini. Yes. Minnie is our Apostle University Accomplishment of the Week. I'm so proud of her. Like, this one actually brings a good tear to my eye, mostly because it made mom cry. Tell Um, me about it. So, this cute family, they live in Oceanport. They've got three young girls. I think the oldest is 17, and the youngest, I want to say, is 10. Um, They've had Minnie. I think she's a Shih Tzu. She's a big Shih Tzu, though. Like, she's a big girl. They've had her since she was a baby and she's three now. They've been they've been telling me, you know, updating me on what's going on. I go for the consult. Basically what transpired was that they got her from a breeder and she was just kind of a grumpy dog to begin with. Um, she just kind of always had a chip on her shoulder. She wasn't like this lovey-dovey kind of puppy. She was always kind of feisty. So they knew that about her. They still loved her. You know, they, they did so much with her. They did the best they could. Um, as she got older, she started getting more and more ornery. She would bite them. Um, she was guarding items. Uh, for some reason, the 10 year old really likes to drop bottle caps from like water bottles. And immediately Minnie would take the item and guard it, mostly Mm. the water bottles. And first instinct as a family that doesn't know much about training, you want to be alpha and you want to get the thing from your dogs. One, so they don't hurt themselves. And two, because you just want them to listen. And this is just a, a natural way of life. This is what we do as humans. It's our first response. But in reality, they didn't realize that they were actually making the problem worse. So yelling, screaming, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, she was also, she's wee wee pad trained, which we don't always love, but they don't have a fenced in yard. So she's she was wee wee pad trained and then all of a sudden she started peeing and pooping by the back door, which is nowhere near her wee wee pads. Now this would happen at least once or twice a day, poop and pee. So mom was just losing it. She's just losing it. They just wanted things to be better. And and like she would really bite them. Like it wasn't just like she was guarding and like it was a whole like game. She was she was going to like really bite them. And you know, with young kids, this is something that you worry about. So met with her. We talked about everything. I really just kind of explained to her that the way that they were going about it, totally understand it. And you are probably along with like 80% of America, but let's switch it up. Let's do something completely different. And she was like, all right, I trust you. And they did it. They stopped yelling. And I asked her, I said, when she takes those bottle caps or she takes something that hits the floor, does she ever eat it? No, she never, ever eats it. She just holds onto it. And I said, ignore her. Don't even look at her. Let that bottle cap hit the floor and ignore her because she's not going to eat it because there's no value in it. With puppies and some dogs that are just like super rambunctious, obviously this is something you have to worry about. But if your dog does not eat the product, let them have it. 
So they were doing this. Oh, she was also guarding her bed and she was barking during dinner. So once they stopped the yelling, um, we actually put her on some CBD oil to calm her down because I think that she was actually born with anxiety to begin with, uh, which is why she was just from the beginning so ornery and not so super lovey. I think that she was just always on edge. So the CBD helped drastically. Um, In two weeks, I walked into the house and this dog was so excited to see me. Her tail was wagging when previously when I came over, she was so standoffish. like a different dog. Different dog. Mom could not believe it. She was like, she has not gone after one of my daughters in five days. Now that's after two weeks of just changing up what they're doing. Now this isn't like, Super command based. Yeah, we, we, you know, she knows sit and we were working on weight. Weight really helped, I think, because with the guarding, sometimes with, and this is not with all garters, this is specific dogs. I would put a piece of chicken on the floor and I would tell her to wait. Now, I obviously know she's a garter. I'm giving myself more space than I would with a regular dog that doesn't guard because I want to give myself time to get down, grab that food if she budges and not get bit. She actually really respected this. She saw it as mental stimulation. She saw it as a game and she really liked to be worked. And I noticed that she was actually having fun with it. Her tail was wagging. This was not something that was stressing her out. And it was not something that she felt she needed to guard because she was eventually getting the food once she listened. So this was great for her to be worked with, with food on the floor and grabbing it without guarding. So this was a really good opportunity for her. That helped. She actually stopped guarding her bed. And now she can have like fresh stuffed, really high value marrow bones on the floor and they are petting her and she is wagging her tail. That's a huge improvement. Three weeks. I'm going to say that again. Three weeks. It was this. She may be the exception. I know there's a lot of dogs out there that are just like this. If you just switch up the way that you are working with your dog and the way that you're reprimanding them you could have so much change in such a short period of time um she's also not peeing or pooping by the back door anymore that's good and anytime she does mom doesn't yell i say just ignore it right she wants a rise out of her Minnie wants a rise out of mom so that's why she was peeing and pooping she wanted attention and that's the only way that she got attention was getting yelled at so she was like okay this is what we do any attention is good attention for a dog absolutely they just like kids. They don't care no, if you're mad. They don't. You're talking to them. They got to rise. That's all they care about. So she stopped yelling. So Minnie was like, okay, so you're not yelling at me anymore. I'm not going to do it over here. I get more praise when I pee on the, on the wee-wee pad because you give me a treat. Three weeks. Three weeks. I am like, mom was literally in tears. The girls were so happy. It was just, it was, it was great. Um, so we're really, really proud of Minnie. And I mean, her accomplishments in the short period of time is just, I'm just so proud. Oh, great job, Minnie. We are all rooting for you. Yes. So I wanted to talk real quickly about the message we had received three weeks ago now, maybe even we're coming on four weeks, from one of our listeners. Was it all the way in Washington? Washington. Washington State. That's awesome. I know. That's that's literally the other side of the the, uh, continent, really. So our listener, Madison, says that I surprise adopted a 10-month-old Dalmatian mix. We think with Whippet. Upon taking her home, we realized that she's deaf and are having a hard time getting her to go in walks due to her fixation on lights and moving things. She's 100% perfect in her kennel at night and when we work, but during the day, the only way we can describe her is chaotic. She gets into these episodes where she's jumping on everything and can't be distracted with treats or toys. Any tips on how we can get her more accustomed to being outdoors and not terrified of anything moving? Or just deaf dog tips in general would be very helpful. Thank you so much and I love your podcast. So sweet. 
So I reached out to Madison and we have been talking for the last three weeks. I've been giving her advice on what to do with her puppy. A puppy is so cute. Her name is Nellie and basically kind of tackling all these issues. I mean, she's so little and they just got her so recently. So it's just like any dog, we always say it takes about three months for them to really settle in to begin with. But having a special needs dog, it's not easy, but it doesn't have to be hard. Um, And John and I know that the best. So I really just gave her tons of advice on what to do basically if you have a dog that is scared going outside and they fixate on stuff praise and food is the only way to get them through especially at this young age they are very very impressionable so every single time that they are scared or anxious that is subconsciously getting um, marked in their brain for long term so we want to shorten that as much as possible and decrease the amount of times that it's actually happening so I told her to have really good high value treats on her and um, obviously they can't use their voices because she can't hear them so they really need to use their body language and really get in her face and be like come on let's go you know like trying to really encourage her she did say that the puppy is so much better when mom and dad are together and they're walking which is I totally understand because it's it's hard to take care of a special needs dog by yourself so you know basically this dog is just petrified of being outside she's under socialized and she's terrified so they've been working a lot with her on keeping her moving there have been portions of time where she doesn't want to go forward or backwards um, and she's just completely frozen and won't move um, I actually told her because she's still small at this point actually pick her up walk a few feet and put her back down change up the scenery and she may be more likely to move forward dogs perceive things very differently than we do um, a lot of times if you just change something up really quickly uh, they actually snap out of it and that's what we want we just want her to snap out of that moment as quickly as possible And really like her bouncing around the house, total normal puppy behavior. And I know how hard it is um, working with a dog that has special needs with this because this is literally Opal. She's either, we always say she's either dead or she's literally the Energizer Bunny. There's no in between. None. She's either a nut or... Or we're checking her breathing. Somebody check her pulse. (laughs) Um, And I don't know if that has to do with the fact that she is special needs. I'm not sure. But... We totally get it. You just have to find a routine and you have to just set expectations of what you want from her. If she needs to get this exercise out, set up like an area in the living room where she can run around like maybe in an X-Pen of some sort or put baby gates up where she's not, you know, running all over the house or the apartment. So she's just a little bit more contained and not going to get hurt or ruin anything or pee anywhere um so that's that's our advice for her but uh, I did get an update from Madison that she's doing much better sometimes they are finding still there's a struggle outside but take it with a grain of salt it's going to get better and she just as long as you're there with her it's going to get better that's really cool especially because you're now you're helping someone like I said the other side of the country the other side of the continent it's really cool that she listens she reached out and that we could Give her some tips and, and some guidance. I'm so happy that she reached out. And Nellie is adorable. She's so cute. But I think for us, we're so passionate now that we have Opal. Like, we've never taken care of a special needs dog before in terms of like, like what is that, medical? I mean, both of our other dogs are definitely special needs, but they're yeah, not. Yeah, it's medical. They're, they're, uh, they're not medically special needs. Just behaviorally. Pudge is inbred. Oakley has severe anxiety and Opal is obviously blind. Yeah, Pudge is just a brat. <laughs> it's like she'll bite you and then be on her belly like, come on, rub my belly. No, she's a Sour Patch Kid. She was from a hoarding house. She, her her parents were never touched. 
Yeah. So she's got both. She's she wants to be loved because we raised her since three month three weeks old. So she knows what it is to be loved, but then she also reverts back some time to complete savage. <laughs> Genetically, yeah, it's know, not her fault. Sent down, yeah. So if you want your question answered on the podcast, head over to possumuniversity.com forward slash learn right at the top of that page. You can fill out the form, ask us a question, and if we like it, we will answer it on the podcast or maybe even you'll get the VIP treatment where Jamie will text you nonstop until your problem is fixed. totally open to it. So head over to possumuniversity.com forward slash learn and send us your question and we will try our best to help you. Subscribe to this podcast, rate it five stars and share with a friend. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Possum University and then hashtag Possum University podcast with your adorable dog pictures and we will like them, follow you and of course a featured spot on our weekly newsletter. Good stuff. It's good stuff. We do what we can. Listen, this is, <laughs> this is not a big budget operation. <laughs> Until next week, where hopefully we will not be as sniffly and sneezing and I apologize for our, low our voices. <laughs> so probably sound awful. This is bad. <laughs> I wish it was party girl voice. It's not. It's not. It's not. Oh, I miss having party girl voice. All right. Settle down there, mom. <laughs> Until next week. Class dismissed. <laughs>